Well, stand with me for just a moment, if you would, and turn with me to the book of Psalms. In the middle of your Bible, we're going to go to the 144th Psalm this morning, Psalms 144, and we're going to follow that up with a New Testament verse in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. The second passage will be very familiar to you. The first one may not so much. The Psalms 144, verse 9. The psalmist says, I will sing a new song unto thee, O God. Upon a psalter and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. It is he that gives salvation unto kings who delivers David his servant from the hurtful sword. Rid me and deliver me from the hands of strange children whose mouth speaks vanity and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth. That our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. That our garners may be full according all manner of store. That our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets. That our oxen may be strong to labor. That there be no breaking in can I hear an amen? amen. <laughs> Nor going out, <laughs> that there be no complaining in our streets. Can I hear an amen? amen? Happy is that people, that is such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, to follow up on this thought. Verse 6. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. Second Corinthians 4, verse 6 says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we, live, for we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh so that death worketh in us but life in you. Thank you, holy God, for the wonderful happiness, Lord, that you have brought to our midst today. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace, O God. Lord, I pray now, Father, for the next few minutes, Lord God, may your kingdom come and your will be done, Lord. Speak into the ears of this congregation, Lord, that they might hear what the Lord is saying to the church today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Happy, happy, oh so happy, because happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Amen. Happiness is not a state of mind for someone whose God is the Lord. My state of mind may be happy when I get a new car, 
but my state of mind of that doesn't last very long. I may be happy when I get a raise on the job. I may be happy when I get something I want. I may be happy when something happens that excites my senses, but that kind of happiness fades. And God doesn't give me that kind of happiness. He gives me happiness that is joy unspeakable and full of glory. He gives me happiness that goes beyond what I possess, that goes beyond what I know, that goes beyond what's said, that goes beyond everything in this world. It goes beyond what I think about the government. It goes beyond what the economy's doing. It goes beyond what's going on around me. It goes beyond everything that's temporal. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Everything that you can see, hear, sense, touch, it goes beyond that because the happiness that comes from God is a happiness that sits inside of me that makes me always have hope, always have trust, always have joy, always have a future, always knowing that God is for me and not against me. I can be cast down, but I'm not going to be destroyed. I may be persecuted, but I'm not going to be distressed. Things around me may be going bad, but inside of me can be happiness and hope because God lives within me and whatsoever I put my hand to, he said, it's going to prosper. What, what did the psalmist said? The psalmist said this, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. Now I've lived long enough to look around and know and I've lived long enough to be able to say that too. I can tell you right now that it just seems like to me that the prettiest girls and the best looking guys are people that go to church. I need to speak to this side that may agree with me. The best looking girls and the strongest, most handsome men are the people that go to church. They have a glow about them that the world doesn't have. They have a peace about them that the world doesn't have. They, whatever goes on around you always ends up within you. If you're stressed, then it's going to show. I, I've, I've seen people who were a lot younger than me who looked like they were a lot older than me. I've seen people who are a lot younger than me who look like they're a lot older than me because of the miles that they put on that body, because of the stress that they put on that body, because they've chased after wine, women, and song, and they've stressed that body, they've run it, they've run it in the ground, they've worn it out, they've got all kind of problems with their health, their liver doesn't function, their kidneys produce stones, their faces are wrinkled, they've lost all their hair. Because they've struggled and they've fought and they've done it without hope, they've done it with sheer determination and I'm here to tell you today that the weapons of my warfare are not carnal but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I don't have to put those miles on my body. I don't have to be stressed. I don't have to have all the pain and suffering and persecution. I don't have to stay mad at a government. I don't have to get involved in politics. I don't have to be concerned about the economy. I have those stresses relieved. Why? Because I serve a God who hears and answers prayer and because I've got him, I'm happy. 
I'm happy. <laughs> happy, happy, oh so happy. I seriously thought at one time in my life, and I've told you this story a bunch, but I, I seriously thought at one time in my life that I was going to lose my son. I'd had several really difficult dreams and a lot of stress going on in my life at that time, a lot of difficulties going on in my life. And we just had a, a, lot, a lot, of, lot of uncertainties at that particular moment in our life, pastoring our first church and just traveling back and forth and the uncertainties with him and just a lot of details that were, that were very, very stressful, very, very, put a lot of strain on my body, put a lot of strain on my mind, put a lot of strain on me. And I woke up one night and, and I just had a dream and saw him in a casket and, and just, you know, he was having seizures and, and, and his, he, his, his disease was, was just rampant and it just, it, just, it just seemed like everything, it just seemed like the world was dark. It just, it, all the weight of that oppression, all the weight of that stress, all the weight of those thoughts, they all rested upon me. And I'm, I'm telling you, it was a very, very, very dark, difficult time in my life. And I woke up one night after just having a dream of him dying once again, of seeing him in a casket once again, of, 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 of hearing the, the voices in my head saying it's going to happen. This is, this, is, this, is, this is what's going to, this is your future. This is what's coming. And just pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding day after day, day after day. Woke up in the middle of the night after none of one of these episodes. Woke up, got out of my bed, was walking through, through my bedroom into the, into the master bath and I got there and the stresses and the pain and, and everything was so heavy. I just leaned up against the door facing. It, it was so difficult. I said, oh Lord, I, what am I seeing? And I began to rebuke the enemy, but guess what? He didn't move. He hadn't moved for months. For months we had been going through this. For months he hadn't moved. For months he hadn't moved. Instead just piled it on, pounding harder and harder and harder. But that morning, early in the morning, I leaned up against that door facing and I said, God, I don't believe this is you. I don't believe my son is going to die. I don't believe I'm going to participate in this. I'm not going to, I don't believe this is you. I come against it in the name of Jesus. But, but if it is, if this is true, if this is what's about to happen, then all I want to tell you right now, God, standing against this door frame, all I want to tell you is that I will serve you. I will bless you. I will thank you for the 16 or for the 20 years that I had with him. I will be thankful in what I've done and I will continue to press forward into what you have given me to do because I serve you and I know that if, I, if he dies, I know he's going to heaven. I know he's going to heaven. I know I will see him again. So Lord, right now, in this wee hours of the morning, I confess that I release him, that he is yours and I am yours and we're gonna do this no matter what. And I want to tell you that in the moment I confessed that, I physically felt something leave my body. I physically felt that stress leave my body.
I physically felt that, that struggle leave my body. I physically felt all of those anxieties leave my body. And standing right there in my bedroom and early in the morning, I felt the power of God as he brought light into a difficult situation, as he brought hope into a difficult situation. And I got out of that bed almost depressed, burned down with care, struggling with fear. But I'm telling you, I took the next step into that restroom and wanted to shout. Why? Because happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Hallelujah. I will tell you today that my son is not dead. That my son is in Athens, Greece this morning. He's already conducted a service over there. He did the praise and worship for the service. He's, they're rapidly moving into a new phase where they're, they're looking at starting to do some new things out there and starting to really put the ministry that the Lord laid on their heart. Those Some things are starting to come to pass. And I want to tell you this, that whenever it's all said and done, God is going to glorify his name through that boy that the devil told me was going to die. He's not going to die. He's going to live and proclaim the word of the Lord. And I think about it right now. And I I'm happy, 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 happy because happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, wait a minute. I'm over here. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. If you know the Lord, that's the moment you're looking for. You're looking for the moment when light shines out of darkness. We had a couple in here at one time that uh, they, had, they had felt like that the Lord wanted them to sell their house and they had sold their house and they had moved into a little travel trailer. They felt like that God was going to open a door for a home and, and they, they, they felt like that selling that house was a, was a great step of faith. And God confirmed that to them several times. He confirmed them that this is the proper thing to do. So they sold their house and they moved into a little travel trailer. And they were living in that travel trailer. And a month later, they were still living in that travel trailer. Two months later, they're still living in that travel trailer. I don't remember how many months it was, but it was enough months that one morning they came down here and they were weeping. They were thinking they had missed God. They were thinking that, it was, that, that they had made a mistake. They were wishing they had their house back. Because I don't think people function real well in a travel trailer <laughs> over a long period of time. And as we were praying over here with them, I felt the Lord tell them, your tunnel's not dark on both ends, but if you'll look closely, there's a light. You're closer to the end than you are to the beginning. Within just a short period of time, a house opened up, a great house, and they moved into that great house because happy is the people whose God is the Lord because my world can't stay dark. I said my world can't stay dark. I serve a God who's a God of light. The Bible says that there's no shadow of turning with him. There's no shadows in heaven. There's shadows on the earth. I can make a shadow right here. But in heaven there's no shadow shadows for God is light. God is light. And in him is no shadows. You know what happens when you go into a dark room that's full of roaches and you turn the light on? They scatter. 
I hope none of you have seen that this week. But they do that. I don't, I don't know what crickets do because they're all just dead in the hall and in the bathrooms and, and in the foyer. So I don't know what they do except turn over with their legs in the air. But there's no darkness in him. There's no darkness in him. And if I'm in him and he's in me, my world may be dark for a moment. The trials of my faith may endure for a night. Oh, weeping may come for the night. But the Bible says that joy always comes in the morning. He that goeth forth bringing precious seed with weeping shall come forth bringing his sheaves with him. Hallelujah. For if God be for me, who can be against me? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or sword? What shall separate me from the love of God? Shall any of these things separate me? He goes on to say, no, nay. Why? Because I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. And I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything shall separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. I'm telling you, if you keep the only way you ever lose in Christ is if you stop. You got to keep marching. You got to get up in the morning and thank God for the day and keep going and keep going and keep going because I'm telling you, the things you see here are temporal, but the things you feel in your spirit are eternal. They're going to they're gonna come to pass. They're going to happen. That healing that you desire, that you're asking for, it's going to happen because the Bible says by his stripes, I'm healed. Not I might be healed, not I could be healed, not a possible could be healed, but I am healed. Peter confirmed it in the New Testament by saying by his stripes ye were healed. Knowledge, wisdom. Anything that you need is available in God. You're never without hope. You're never without knowledge. You're, you're never without a future. You're never in a situation that's hopeless because in God there's hope. In him is life. In him is joy. In him is peace. In him is power. In him is direction. In Jesus Christ, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And I just want to tell you this morning that you can be happy that you can have this light, this life, this power, this anointing. You can have it in this earthen vessel so that the glory comes from the Father and not from you. So that you can know. I did a little Bible study this week. I did it for the, I, I, I told about it for the uh, Young at Heart Friday night. And I just want to real quickly tell it to you this morning. Real quickly. Hezekiah, a king of Israel, had the greatest nation in the world, which was the Assyrians, that attacked his country. And Hezekiah tried to appease them, and he cut the gold off the temple doors in order to try to cause the Assyrians to go away. He thought, if I give them enough money, they'll leave. And he gave them enough money, and guess what? They left. But a few years later, guess what? They came back. You can never appease the devil. You can never make it better by trying to appease him. He has to be defeated. <laughs> and you have the power to do that. The next time we see Hezekiah, he's, 
he's in a, he's in a mess because this, this representative from the king of Assyria has come and stood outside the walls of Jerusalem and said, I'm going to come here and I'm going to destroy this city and I'm going to lay siege to it and I'm going to starve your people to death and they'll be, they'll be eating their own dung. That may be too vocal, too visual for you, but that's what it says. They're going to eat their own dung and you're going to die a horrible death. And Hezekiah realizes that the greatest nation in the world is about to attack him and the Bible says he rips his clothes and he says, oh, woe is me. For, the, for it's time for God to do something but there's not enough strength to bring it forth. Right after that, he, shortly after that while he's still dealing with that, when he thinks that God should give him deliverance, when he thinks things should get better, when he thinks that he's dependent upon God because he didn't give him anything to appease him, when he's made a stench, you know what happens to him next? A tumor comes up on his leg. And that tumor's going to kill him. Isaiah comes to him and says, set your house in order because you're going to die. Hezekiah turns his face to the wall. He doesn't have any posterity. There's no children for him to turn the kingdom over to. He doesn't, he doesn't know what to do. So he begins to weep and cry and say, Oh God, you got to give me some time here. You got to spare my life, Lord God. I need an heir. I need somebody that can take this kingdom. Lord God, you got to save me. I can't die. I don't need to die. He's in the darkest hour he can be in. The Assyrians are bearing down on him. He's got an affliction in his body. The prophets come and said, You're going to die. Isn't that the way it happens? Right? You say, Lord, I can't take anything else. I've been evicted from my house. I've lost my job. I've got all my belongings in the car. I, the air conditioner's gone out. I got the windows down. I don't know what else to do. God, you've got to give me some relief. And you look and coming up on you is the biggest, greatest storm cloud you've ever seen in your life. Looks like a tornado's heading your way. You roll up the windows and, you, and you're just, and the, and the rain's pouring down on your vehicle. It's running all your stuff. You don't have any place to go. You don't have any job. The rain stops. You get out of it. You say, God, I got to have some relief. God, something terrible's about to happen. And all of a sudden you hear a, and the tire goes flat. Ever been there? Ever been there? It's where Hezekiah was. But the prophet Isaiah turned back and he told Hezekiah, I'm giving you 15 more years to your life. I'm adding 15 more years to your life. And, 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 healed, him of that, and healed him of that disease. And then the king of Assyria wrote him a letter and said, I'm going to destroy it. I'm on my way. I'm one city closer than I was before, and I'm on my way. And Hezekiah took that letter, and he took it to the altar, and he set that letter on the altar, and he said, God, look what they're saying about you. Look what they're saying about you. And God sent Isaiah, and he said he not only won't come to this city, but he won't cast a mount against this city. He won't lay siege to this city. And then the funniest verse in the Bible shows up. It says that when the king of Assyria woke up the next morning, he looked around, and when everybody was awake, they saw they were all dead. They woke up and noticed they were dead. And Hezekiah didn't have to fight. He didn't have to gather his armies. He didn't have to try to come up with some plan. All he had to do was lean upon God. And God brought it to past. And this morning in closing, I want to tell you, if, you're not, if, you're, if your life looks like it's dark on both ends, then just remember that you have this power in an earthen vessel 
so that the glory may be of God and not of you. Amen? Amen. Stand with me this morning if you would. I just want to tell you this morning, I want you to leave out here with hope. I want you to leave out here with joy. I want you to know that God is for you, not against you. I don't care what's been whispered in your ear telling you it's not going to come to pass. I'm here to tell you today that God said it's going to happen. Just like he said it's going to happen. It's going to come to pass. And whenever it does, it's going to be joy unspeakable and full of glory. Because we have this we have this power in earthen vessels that the glory may be of God and not of us. And it's a power that puts light in a lost and dying place. It's a power that drives out all shadows. It's a power that drives out all voices. So this morning as we finish this service, I just want you to take a minute. And if you're comfortable, I just want you to lift your hands and just say, God, I thank you that you've affirmed your promise to me today. Father, we thank you today, oh God that you have affirmed promises in our hearts today, God. We thank you, Lord God, that you've brought light, Lord God, into dark situations, Father. We thank you, O oh God, that we know, O oh God, that our children, Lord God, are precious to you. And, Lord God, they will be garnished, Lord God, as stones, and they will be as pleasant palaces, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that whatsoever we put our hands to will prosper, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that the joy of the Lord is our strength, O oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, God. We thank you, O oh God, that you are ahead of us, O oh God, preparing the way. You are behind us, pr protecting us from the rear guard, O oh God. You are beside us, Almighty God, to protect us from ambush, God. You are above us, O oh God, to protect us from the prince of the power of the air. And you are beneath us, Almighty God, walking before us, O oh God, giving strength to our feet, O oh God, that we might be able to put one foot in front of another. For, Lord God, you have great things, O oh God. You have miraculous things, oh God. The glory of the Lord, hallelujah, has given hope in our hearts today, Father. And we know, Lord God, that we leave out of this place this morning, God, in victory. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs> So take that frown and turn it upside down. Know it? Clap. If you're happy and you know it, then you maturely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> Stomp your feet. Turn around. Sit down. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Have a good afternoon. We'll be back tonight at 6 o'clock to do a baptismal service. After that, the, we'll have a, a, the birthday and anniversary celebration. Be back tonight. God bless you. Have a great afternoon.